the intro to X. This podcast is out there. I'm FBI Director Robin, and I'm joined by my special agents. Tammy. Claire. Brad. And we also have a guest and here with us, not a co-host or host at all. <laughs> Introduce yourself, sir. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was supposed to go or if you were supposed <laughs> to introduce me. But I'm here and I'm Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing, listeners. Us. Because obviously Robin was fired, and then Matt was fired. So what we thought was, they should just have it out <laughs> while we record. So I handed them both some boxing gloves, and we've set up a nice little little uh, mud pit, and okay. they're just going to fight it out this episode. Do I have to strip down my skivvies? Yep, and we're going to film it and post it on the Facebook group. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> uh, but what Robin doesn't know about last time is that I actually put Claire, Tammy, and Brad through a type of hypnosis that they don't remember, and I've turned them into sleeper agents, and all I have to do is say the trigger word, and they will turn on you like that. Oh my gosh. Unfortunately, I forgot the trigger word, but (laughs) my heart is to remember it by the end of this episode. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, thanks for being here with us. Um, You can leave at any time. Um, See ya. What? See ya. Okay. (laughs) Bye, Matt. No, wait. (laughs) Just kidding. We're not really fighting. We're friends. <laughs> All right. I see tension fell across the roof. <laughs> We're friends with gritted teeth. <laughs> uh, okay, so the X-File we're opening up today is for Season 1, Episode 19, Shapes. 19. 19. Wow. Is there 22 episodes in the season? I think so. 22 or 23. Something like that. I can tell you. Hang on. Get my X-Files Bible. There is, in this season, there are 24. Oh, 24. Mm-hmm. All right, then. <laughs> hey, I wanted to put a quick shout-out to David Duchovny. I, I'm, I'm hoping he's listening. Hey, listen, buddy. You've been doing a lot of press coverage for this movie Phantom you're doing with Ed Harris and, uh, you know, Jay Leno, Craig Kilborn, NPR. Hey, Double D, hit us up. You know, yeah. you know the number. Yeah, Mail it intro movie. to x.com. Send it in. He's just going to send you a picture of his taint. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> We've had enough of that? Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're giving his taint lots of coverage on the group. Yeah. <laughs> More coverage than it's we ever had before. <laughs> sex addiction. <laughs> oh, Don't oh, mention dear. the sex addiction. <laughs> <laughs> we apologize, David Duchovny, if you were <laughs> But if you want to come on and talk about it, you know, we won't be... You guys therapists? Yeah. Yeah, well, why not? Sure. I mean, we, you know, we're good at talking. That's why we're podcasters. Truncate silence is awesome. Okay, here we go. Uh, <laughs> let's spin the wheel and see who's going to do the plot summary. And it's Brad this Yay! week. Nice. I got forced to do it last time. That's not fair. I think you should be able to force Claire to do it because you no! had to do Claire's. Exactly. Oh. I heard that. Claire, too. Oh, man. And you'll be going in three, two, one, go. Okay. We're, where are we? Washington? I can't remember where this takes place. We're somewhere, oh, we're somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. And there's a, um, a, a wolf attack and this guy's killed. Um, but oh, and they've shot the the um, uh, uh, the guy's killed because they shot the wolf. But then the wolf turned into a man. Oh no! It's obviously a werewolf episode. I'm confused already. 
Mulder and Scully go to investigate. Scully's clearly never seen a werewolf film or knows anything about what a werewolf is. And then there's Hawk! And it's the best thing ever, and I don't need to say anything else because there's Hawk from Twin Peaks. Awesome. He kicks ass. The end. (laughs) (laughs) 42 seconds, I guess. I guess. It was a solid 16 seconds before you got the first sentence out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, this episode is directed by David Nutter, written by Marilyn Osborne. Marilyn is never asked back again. Uh, <laughs> Aww. Aww. Uh, we start off at two Medicine Ranch. I don't know what was going on at oh, one whoa, Medicine whoa. Ranch. Oh, whoa, you've forgotten again, Robin. Hmm. Very important part. It's what is on the menu screen. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Sorry. I should and put that in. I know. That's how dare you. It's the most important segment. So, I didn't really have to guess because the menu screen for this one was Lyle turning into a werewolf. (laughs) 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 And I just want to say right now, if anyone's listening who comes up with DVD uh, packaging and menu screen, please stop putting spoilers on menu screens and on the box sets because people might be watching it for the first time and you're spoiling it. It's like back then, like, you know, getting DVD collector sets of things... I, I think, you know, they had the mentality of, well, they saw it on TV already, so they're just getting it to watch over again. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, it's like, you know, people are watching TV shows for the first time. There's so many TV shows on DVD and, of course, Netflix and everything like that. Mm-hmm. that well, this is also back when, when DVD sets were first coming out, and they were like $30, $45 per yeah. season. <laughs> yeah. I forget. I it, My Xbox season one DVD set was pretty expensive. I can't remember what it was, but it yeah. was. Yeah. That going into spoilers, on the um, the DVD release of 60 Under Season 5, the final series, they have a massive spoiler on the, the actual um, back of the box set on the packaging. What are, you, what are you doing? Yeah. Packaging designers, I'll do your job. I can do it better than you. <laughs> Did anyone else think, uh, because of all the Native American stuff, that this would be an episode about a Wendigo and not a werewolf? We've already the had the Wendigo episode, but even though it wasn't Wendigos, it was cavemen. <laughs> no, that was the Jersey Devil episode. Yeah, but didn't they talk about Wendigos in that one? Oh, maybe. They didn't know about Jersey Devils, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> what, if, what if this episode just turned out to be a naked person, too? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're in Browning, Montana, of course, to Medicine Ranch, and uh, there's thunder, there's lightning! Ah! And uh, Sam, all the opening. Sorry, sorry. I thought it, it, with all like the taxidermy and everything, I, it looked like the opening to Baywatch Nights. It was awesome. <laughs> it was very exciting. Can I add, with all the taxidermy, including the standing up bear and that guy's humongous tash, I thought we were go- about to watch Roadhouse because that guy was the poor man <laughs> Sam Elliott. Yeah, that, and that's what I wrote down here in my notes. Sam, Sam Elliott. Yeah, it's um, Dutch. <laughs> what? It's Dutch from soap. I have no idea what soap is or Dutch. What? Apart from the stuff I use in the shower. It's the greatest show that was ever made. Isn't it like a comedy, like a parody of, of soap operas? Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, He's cool. also Doc Cottle on BSG. Oh, uh, yeah. Donnelly Rhodes. That's what this guy's name is. Uh, he will be back, but not as a werewolf or oh. as Sam Elliott. Uh, so uh, him and his son, Lyle, are armed and looking around the ranch. Um, Lyle finds a dead cow and gets mauled by a ferocious beast. And uh, Sam Elliott shoots him, and it's just a naked guy. And oh. can I say, that shot of the naked guy lying on the ground in that pose with that blood is a direct, pretty much, shot from American Werewolf in London. 
Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much the, the way he's lying, where the blood is, is pretty much exactly the same as the start of American World in London, where the guy, the wolf who, who bit um, the main guy, gets shot and turns back into a man. You should put a screen comparison on that. I, I shall. It's one of my favorite films. <laughs> well, of what course, I, right? Like, if there was an American werewolf like in, in Vermont, I'd probably love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Sorry, Dan. Yeah, if, uh, that's okay. If uh, When I started watching it and realized it was a werewolf episode, I was pretty excited, and then I seen that it was like Native American werewolves, and I'm like, oh god, is this Twilight? Am I about to watch Twilight? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, stole, you stole my note from later from when they go into the trailer park. I was like, where's Jacob? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be okay if he came out topless. I'd be alright <laughs> I wish that we saw Hawk topless. That would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get to that. Um, Lyle and, is quite fun. Oh, sorry. And I didn't understand why Mulder and Sculler were on this case. I didn't get it. Well, Mulder explains later what kind, kind of, of sort of. Yeah. Um, Lyle is played by Ty Miller. He's fresh off the uh, hit ABC show, The Young Riders. Anybody watch that show? Guy from Nip Tuck. Well, he was in Nip Tuck as well, but oh, he was one was, of the main uh, guys. Yeah, he was one of the main guys in The Young Riders with Josh Brolin. And Steve. He was also in Congo starring Tim Curry. Uh, he was? Yeah. I have his credits as uh, Trancers 5, Sudden Death, um, U.S. Seals, and some sort of nameless tech agent without a trace. But, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, just while we're talking about casting, um, you know, I know we mentioned that uh, uh, Donnelly uh, Rhodes was on Soap and apparently BSG, whatever. Um, but... <laughs> He was also in a little <laughs> film that we've mentioned before called Marley and Me, the Puppy Years. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, okay, so uh, we go to... We cut right to like Mulder and Scully arriving, right? And uh, the lawyer's trying to get uh, Sam Elliott not to say anything. The lawyer is played by a guy who's going to be back three more times. Um, <laughs> uh, Sam Elliott swears to Mulder and Scully that killing Joseph couldn't snake... Um, is not because of this dispute that he's been having with this Indian reservation. Um, I love the name Good and Snake. Good and Snake. Uh, Lyle was scratched. Dun dun dun. Okay, right. I, I need to say something now because this is something that really pisses me off in in films and TV. Is when it like clearly they deal with paranormal stuff, uh, Mulder and Scully, but it's like they've never heard of a werewolf or seen a werewolf film before. Like no one has. Like even Lyle or Lyle's dad, because it's like, oh yeah, I got attacked by like a wolf, and then it wasn't a wolf, it was a man. And look, I'm scratched. Oh no, what could it be? Uh, uh, it was a werewolf, dumbass. <laughs> the word like, werewolf is them. never mentioned in this episode. I know, but it obviously was, but they act like they've like this is a completely new concept, and it's a thing that's what if like this is a world. What if this is a world where werewolves just should not exist? <laughs> it's never been a thing. Well, and then <laughs> I was wondering because the <laughs> like all the zombie movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and and like you know the name of the episode is shapes, so I was thinking, oh, maybe they're thinking more shapeshifter versus werewolf. Werewolf, but they never really mentioned Shapeshifter either. That's why yeah. I thought well, Skinwalker slash Windigo. Yeah. Of, well, so yeah, even it's more like a Skinwalker, isn't it? I, I even can. after this guy got scratched, I didn't assume he was going to turn into a monster because I was still assuming that it was going to be a Skinwalker or a Windigo or whatever. The thing is, it, it feels like that, um, like they wanted to make a werewolf episode, but then they didn't. Then they thought they were going to be edgy, but it's not going to be werewolves. Actually, it's going to be some other thing that's. A werewolf, but we're gonna call it something else because <laughs> we don't want to be, you know, 
we're we're better than that. We're not going to give her a cliche werewolf story. It's I really wanted a cliche werewolf story. That's what yeah. I really, really wanted. I got some notes on that later. <laughs> yeah, when I figured out it was about werewolves, I was kind of like Giles on Buffy, you know, when he got all excited Ooh. when they were dealing. <laughs> oh, quite, quite exciting. <laughs> I also kept in my notes... I um when I mentioned the um I went to write like the name of this episode a couple of times I kept going to write phases, which is the name <laughs> of uh, another werewolf episode. I don't know why it just I just kept getting it mixed up in my head. Mel yeah. Mel's gonna be uh um insulted Claire that that you thought she was stupid because she didn't even she didn't even uh, figure it out after she saw the guy wake up naked in the field. She didn't figure out he was a werewolf until he started changing in the bathroom. She's like, oh. <laughs> I was like, what? Where have you been? Maybe you shouldn't have revealed that fact in public. <laughs> She'll get highly of her. I, I, I don't want to. Yeah, at work next week, she's going to walk into my room and punch me, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so uh, outside, uh, Lyle says they never saw anything, but they could feel like something inhuman was watching them. What does that feel like? <laughs> Gives you the well, Yeah, which is... What? A <laughs> condition Scully is unfamiliar with. <laughs> I don't know why she's no, familiar, I, seeing as, you know, what's happened in the last 18 episodes. I, I feel like there was an implied line of, get the creeps, I work with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, wasn't was sure if Scully that. actually never heard of the creeps, or if she was, like, pulling, like, a Brad, never heard of, what the hell is a ghost thing. <laughs> <laughs> What's yeah. the creeps? What's the creeps? What is it? <laughs> what are you talking about? Listen, listen, hillbilly murderer. Um, <laughs> why don't you talk some facts and stop talking about the creeps? And looks from unhuman things. It's a feeling. What's a feeling? <laughs> and for a second there, I thought you were calling me a hillbilly murderer. <laughs> like, oh, where did that come from? That's a bit personal. Come on. Jeez. <laughs> Listen, Robin, you know what you are. <laughs> Scully uh, thinks it's an open and shut case, so why is Mulder inter- interested? And uh, Mulder's looking around, and he finds uh, a, a little footprint, and then all of a sudden he finds a paw print. And he also okay. shows. I love like, it. Hold up. <laughs> There's so many questions, but didn't um, didn't this dude just say that they never found any tracks, any trails? Yep. <laughs> they just had a feeling. <laughs> Yet Mulder like walks like three feet. He's like, oh, here's a bunch of tracks and a random piece of skin. <laughs> yeah. The random piece of skin I don't get because I'm I'm a big werewolf movie fan. I like I I prefer them up to vampires. I always have. I, that, that's so weird. I don't understand it because they also later on say that the werewolves change every night, so not every full moon. So wouldn't there be like skin everywhere? Yeah. Or, yeah. Because the werewolves they are massive. Like one chunk they of change skin. every night. There would be like, I mean, the whole thing of them changing every night doesn't make sense because later on, when they're talking to uh, what's his name, Ish, and he says that this, you know, there was this guy who was killed. And then time went by, and they forgot all about it, and then the murder started. And I was like, well, that doesn't work if they change every night. Uh, so, actually, it is from later, but yes, he says it's because when it's when the bloodlust comes on. So bloodlust so so, doesn't so, have to be every night. But it could be any night. Lyle is just extra bloodlusty because he changes the first night. <laughs> could be. He's just a psycho. Well, I just I'm just kind of picturing this the quote unquote science behind all this. <laughs> Which is the fact that, A, like, he turned into a wolf in one step, 
which mm-hmm. means he shed all his all his skin, his skin busted out werewolf. Well, there should be a human-sized skin, <laughs> skin <laughs> suit lying around. I bet, also, I bet wouldn't they like? Yeah. Oh no, I was gonna say, wouldn't they? Um, wouldn't they shed? Because you find the skin with the fur, so that means that they shed their skin when they turn into the wolf, and then they shed that skin when they turn back. So they would yeah. be skin lying all over the place. These guys are like Russian dolls. They'd probably trip over it and like fall on his face. Oh, wouldn't it be amazing if they were like Russian dolls and every time they transform they get smaller and smaller? <laughs> like a little Benjamin Button guy. Like, yeah. Oh, I, I have transformed way too much. <laughs> well, later when you see him actually transforming, you see like the skin basically rips open and there is a furry arm underneath. Yeah. Which means he's like losing all the skin and there's just wolf growing out of it. Yeah. So you'd assume the same thing happens when he changes back. There should just be like a grip of full-formed fur suits <laughs> and skin suits littering the grounds everywhere. Yep. Maybe he picks up after himself. <laughs> oh, gotta get this. Gotta get that. But they they say they don't have any memory either. <laughs> so, um, so they uh, Mulder and Scully head to the Trigo Indian Reservation, um, which was filmed in Border Town, a fake Western town built just for filming TV shows and movies and stuff. Uh, apparently, they covered the area in gravel, but heavy rain still bogged down transportation. Um, and we go into this poorly lit diner slash pool hall slash bar. Thing. Like where 80% of the of the uh, residents of the reservation seem to be hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I really think this episode was heavily inspired by American Wealth in London. Sorry to say it again. Because this really reminded me of the scene in American Wealth in London where they go in the pub. And, you know, like, we're not from around here and all the locals are just quiet and just stare at them. And <laughs> yeah. I, I, there was just so many times in this that it reminded me of that. And it's kind of the the almost definitive werewolf movie, so it would make sense. Mm. Yeah, and then there was that guy at the bar who said, don't go out into the moors at night. Stick to the moors, <laughs> stick to the moors. And he's like, oh, I'm in the wrong place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they meet Ish, who is still pissed off about Wounded Knee. And... Ish has the most amazing face. Yeah. He's such a cool-looking guy. I just wanted to draw him as soon as I saw him. Yeah, Jimmy Herman. I must draw you. Yeah. <laughs> I want to draw you like one of my French girls. <laughs> Jimmy Herman will not be back, unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was hoping that he would, like, become a werewolf, because he's like, see you in eight years, Mulder. Hey, spoilers. Oh, sorry. Jeez. I was hoping that meant he would be a werewolf and they'd have to go back. <laughs> the girl plays Gwen, uh, Renee Morisot. She's going to be back again. But um, So, yeah, we see Gwen, um, and uh, Mulder gets to drop a couple of lines here about, I want to believe, and, of course, the whole comment on his deodorant. Yeah. Okay, that was the lamest joke ever, and <laughs> I love bit, that joke. He was a little bit too quick to to drop that. Like he's always looking for a chance to say, "I want to believe." Like he said that like not a half a second after the guy finished his sentence. <laughs> Dude, it's like honestly, if if you're that far as X Files, the show, or just the cases, like you hear the word "believe" <laughs> right there. I want to believe. <laughs> just wait. Nine seasons later, these guys are gonna be like. It's going to be their uh, their their little the hidden tantra. bird or whatever. You <laughs> <laughs> saying, Matt. Um, so, anyway, uh, so we also meet Sheriff Charlie Toscani. Uh, Yay! Yay! Finally. We should explain to, to, to listeners who might not know why we are cheering, why this is the greatest episode ever. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, because it's um, Hawk's 
from Twin Peaks. The greatest hey. lawman that ever existed. <laughs> <laughs> for so long has deserved the title of sheriff. Exactly. <laughs> and finally, finally, finally we've got him where he belongs. Yep. He it, it only took him a little while. He had to he had to he had to move over a state from uh, Washington <laughs> and change his name to something a little less racist than Tommy the Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> After working with Cooper, this is why he doesn't want to work with the FBI ever again. <laughs> this is why with uh, Motor, he's like, oh, what a year again. Now, Brad and Matt, of course, are on the Twin Peaks podcast. Did either of you guys know about Michael Horse being in this episode? And what were your reactions when you saw him? I didn't know until Claire told me. She spoiled me. <gasps> Claire! <laughs> you wanted to know! <laughs> Ooh. That's why your reaction on Twitter, Brad. <laughs> I was very happy. It was the best. That's our third Twin Peaks cast member. Of course, we had Claire Stansfield in Jersey Devil and Don Davis in Beyond the Sea. And will not be our last. Um, actually, uh, uh, I had this quote, well, this thing about David Duchovny from one of the X-Files books saying that when on the Twin Peaks set... He uh, uh, nicknamed Michael Horse Big Michael and Michael J. Anderson Little Michael, and that's what he called them on the set. Wow. Why was Michael J. Anderson on the set for those episodes? No, 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 on Twin Peaks. I know. He was never... The little man from another place was never around uh, David Duchovny's character, was he? Oh. Maybe he just hung around the set. Oh, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I live here. (laughs) Michael I Horse would. also if did. I me, I'd just turn up on the set every day. Some IMDb facts. He also did some uh, voice work on all 14 episodes of the New Kids in the Block cartoon. What? Nice. <laughs> and uh, he makes me want to rewatch Passenger 57 because apparently he plays a guy named Forget, <laughs> which sounds very intimidating. Wow. <laughs> um, so he brings him back to the uh, his office, and outside we have Bill and Tom, the Guardians of the Dead. Um, <laughs> and uh, so Charlie tells them he's not going to be Indian exposition guy right off the bat, and like, I'm not here for that. It's kind of awesome. It didn't work out. It didn't work out in Twin Peaks. <laughs> it's great because Mulder's like, "Hey, well, you know, but what about the police? Listen, listen, I'm not going to give you some fucking Indian facts, bitch. Now, either do your job, help me out." Or get the fuck out of my office. (laughs) So awesome. We'll throw a tomahawk in your face. (laughs) (laughs) A tomahawk. I just got that. Um, (laughs) So uh, Joe's body has some scars on it, some scratches, and um, Mulder discovers that Joe still has some fangs. Yeah, and Scully just goes, oh yeah, but maybe... Like, sometimes there's, like, growth of teeth. What? What are you talking really about? Reaching. <laughs> no, gigantic fangs. <laughs> she says calcium deposits. Yeah. <laughs> deposits. <laughs> like, naturally occurring. <laughs> Depo- I mean, Scully is shockingly stupid in this episode. <laughs> it really is. Oh. I think if I was her, the worst, I, go ahead. It's just, it is the worst written episode for Scully <laughs> ever. I love it. I think if, if I was her, I would have, you know, instead of assuming calcium deposits, I would have assumed that he was a creepy goth guy who went to the dentist. And had, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, uh, I mean, anything, really. Anything. Yeah, he was Practical joke makes more sense than calcium deposits. <laughs> 
he was really uh, he was a he, he wasn't a fan of the the ranchers, but he was a huge fan of Echo and the Bunnymen, and he just for some reason just got into the whole goth culture. <laughs> they looked at his dental records, and um, there, there was no fangs, of course. And there's this whole worrying about the uh, the the corpse is going to be cremated, but nobody like says, "Hey, let's take a picture of these teeth." As mm. like, if there's anything we want to keep as evidence, or <laughs> well, but the thing is, Mulder wants to do an autopsy to see if there because we've got the the teeth anomaly. What if there's internal anomalies? Mm-hmm. What would that prove? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like what what would you get from that? Obviously, Mulder thinks it's werewolves or whatever. Well, um, from at least like, sorry. Even if with the, with the teeth and everything, is um, he's got that. So it's like maybe he's like halfway in between wolf and human. Hmm. So he's hoping if he does an autopsy, they'll find more wolf-like parts. Even if they did, <laughs> but um, so what? From, from how from we know how these work, so we know as soon as they cut into the skin, it's just gonna pop open. There's a full wolf under there, right? <laughs> yeah, that's how it should work. So. I was just thinking to myself, that's why the, all their teeth don't fall out when they change back, right? <laughs> don't mind a bunch of fangs hanging around. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Charlie says there's, a, you know, no autopsy. Disturbing the body could dis- disrupt the soul and turn them into ghosts. And Indian law trumps U- uh, the U.S. law. And uh, Mulder asks Charlie if he thinks that Joe's spirit is in the other room. And Charlie just lays it down. He's like, listen, you know what? I let you do this, and then you leave, and then I got to deal with this bullshit. And you know what? <laughs> so yeah. take a awesome. hike, figure out some other way to do this. I love it. Yeah. Can we have him in it every week? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's just so awesome. So Mulder and Scully pull up to the cremation site, and in the car, Mulder reveals the very first X-File. <laughs> Created by J. Edgar Hoover himself. <laughs> Spooky Hoover. Spooky Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was kind of spooky. Says, um, sorry, I put an unrelated note here that says, "Is it is it just me, or is Gillian Anderson's face looking a bit chubbier?" Mm. Is she pregnant. She yep. is pregnant, but I thought it was weird that it would show this soon. Hmm. But I thought she looked a bit chubbier in some scenes, so I just wanted to put them I thought this was the most annoyed she'd ever looked. <laughs> she was really irritated with him. <laughs> I love that she says to him, you act as though you expected to find all that evidence. It's like, yes, that's what Morda does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, not here to solve a crime. I'm here to find evidence of you know paranormal activity. Um, so yeah, in 1946 there was murders, people were ripped to shreds, and uh, I think in this right around this area they cornered an animal in a cabin, they shot it, but then discovered the human body of Mayor Richard Wilkins, I mean uh, Richard Watkins, not a mayor. Uh, <laughs> reports keep happening every 8 to 10 years, but it goes back even further to the very first Mulder and Scully, Lewis and Clark, uh, who, who, fought, <laughs> who fought an Indian who could turn into a wolf. No. Why does it happen every eight, like, because at the end he says, see you in eight years. I don't understand why it happens every eight to Again, ten years. why do you need to spoil that line every oh, time? Oh, because, because I do, because, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but I don't get how it works, because it's like there's a manito, and if it bites you, then you become a manito. What about that is every eight years? 
I think they're assuming that every single one of these people has a child that is also infected with whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and it takes about eight years to get that blood rage going. Yeah. <laughs> when they hit people. The thing, that, the thing that confused me is Mulder's talking about the cases, and he's like, and the strange part was that a, that a lot of the killings seemed to happen inside residential homes with, like, locked doors and, like, people weren't, weren't expecting it. So this means that this person... It was a werewolf manitou, whatever. I'm going to call it a werewolf, because it's a werewolf. It is a werewolf. <laughs> um, um, so, this guy, so there's somebody that is a werewolf. They don't know they're a werewolf. Um, they go over to, let's say, a friend's house. <laughs> Night falls. They turn into a wolf, kill the person. Wake up the next day somewhere random. Oh, my friend died. I was busy from just last night. That's sad. I'm going to go hang out with another friend tonight. Yeah. <laughs> like, how long does this happen before yeah, when this person happens, realizes, like, maybe I'm a werewolf? Every night just doesn't make any sense, because you would know within, like, two or three. Right. You know, like, maybe the first night you'd be like, oh, that's weird. Second night you'd be like, oh, maybe something's going on. Third like, night, yeah, I'm a werewolf. If they'd set it up, if they'd set up like, the legend, like, the Manitou could, like, leap bodies or something and possess different people... Which I thought they might do for a while because it would have made it interesting. Like a, <laughs> like a lycanthropic Sam Beckett. Right. Because they try to play this thing where you're not sure if it's if it's like uh, the son or um, this guy's sister. Which is and stupid. They do it they terribly. Said at the start he was, you know. Right. So, so I was thinking maybe it could it could jump people, but no, not that interesting. <laughs> um. So Mulder can't believe that she's uh, Scully's dismissing the whole footprint, the teeth, the skin. Scully says, "Hey, the mystery's over. Body's getting burned. We gotta, we gotta wrap this up." Um, so at the cremation, uh, Mulder gives an awkward nod to Ish, and um, Scully consoles uh, Gwen. And Gwen's supposed to give away all of Joseph's possessions. Apparently, this is a thing. Um, <laughs> so she gives Scully uh, this claw necklace that he had. Which Get more was- possessions than friends. Mm. <laughs> All right, calm down. I, like, I, I mean, oh, most people probably do, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you really want to think about it? And, um... <laughs> Brad, how many people love you? Um, what was the stat? How many people think oh. about you before they go to sleep? Oh, I think I think the number that we were told by Evan's grandma was 15. <laughs> so if you own more than... Th- you have more than 15 things. Look around you. If there's more than 15 things... You better start handing stuff out. Your friend, your friends and family, better start handing things out to FBI agents. <laughs> uh, Mulder's feeling bad about his earlier conversation with Charlie, and he just tries to like make a connection here. You know, like, hey, what do you think? What do you think really happened? <laughs> Charlie's just is like, will you just go home? <laughs> Mulder asks him if he believes in shape shifting, and Charlie's like, "Listen, this is a funeral, and you're draining the fun out of it." <laughs> he also he starts off with this whole thing like, "Listen, I read your reports. It was good reporting, solid." I, I thought like he was gonna be like, "Listen, you should get out of this town and become an FBI agent. You're too good for this." Yeah, <laughs> you should honestly be doing my job. I thought he was being condescending, like that was pretty good for an Indian. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, Charlie's character is pretty much like, hey, listen, Indian stuff outside, law stuff inside, you know, and Mulder's saying basically he's got potential, he should get out of this town, he should go, you know, do something bigger, which, you know, I think we should all be rooting for any character that... I was I was happy to see that he was a sheriff now. Now yeah. let's move him up. Yeah. <laughs> President Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so oh. it's nighttime, and some dude is apparently wearing one of Joseph's old wolf skin shoot suits, and uh, <laughs> he he's lighting. The he's like, "Oh, cool!" <laughs> <laughs> and then some of the Indians start wailing pretty loudly. Um, and these are extras that are um, actual Native Americans. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Was it wrong of me to say that? That, that's not the most beautiful cultural tradition I, that's hit my ears. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I find that offensive because I have a cousin that arbitrarily decided she was 100% Cherokee. <laughs> so it's really offensive to me and my family's heritage. I'm actually like 116th Native American, so I don't even, I don't even care. How do you well, determine? my cousin, my cousin is 100% according to her, and um, my uncle has a farm that's on top of Indian burial ground. So, for real, is your uncle Stephen too? Uh, no. But he does live in Tristan County. Yeah. Okay, that fell. Um, I all right. Hear it. Oh, I asked if his uncle was Carol Ann. Um, oh. Burial ground. I don't remember the family's name. I tried my best. It fell. It, it fell. Sorry. <laughs> so uh, my stock has gone up. Yours has gone down. No, <laughs> <laughs> so keeping score at home. <laughs> Actually, um, speaking of Stephen King, hmm. uh, I've got a little story to say. Oh no! Are you ready? Are you ready to have your minds blown, guys? You're gonna say that again? What? <laughs> Remember a few episodes? You had to say it twice. This is gonna blow your mind. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. This is going to blow your mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is going to blow your mind. Okay. So, remember a few episodes back? I think it was episode two, to be specific. There was a young boy, a young a young ginger-haired lad, going by the name of Seth Green. <laughs> yeah. Remember yeah. that in the X-Files? Yeah. Well, this isn't his first experience with the X-Files, I'll have you know. Because once, he was running around his school, he was getting into japes. And he accidentally ran into someone who was pretending to be his headmaster, but was actually the mysterious man smoking cigarettes in the X-Files pilot. And that man obviously has a sinister agenda because he sent young Seth Green down into the cellar, where Seth Green bumped into a werewolf. (laughs) Do you know who was impersonating the werewolf? It was Pennywise the Clown, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Bam! I've never worked for that one, but I'll grant. <laughs> I've never, I've never seen that movie. A lot of stuff must happen. <laughs> so much. <laughs> can can one of our tags this week be Japes? By the way. Yes. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, there's a strong possibility that the werewolf in this episode isn't any of the people we think it is. There's a strong possibility it's Pennywise the Clown. <laughs> Japes and shapes. Japes and shapes. <laughs> So Lyle Parker, ride, Parker rides up on his horse, and uh, Gwen freaks out. I thought, well, I, I've seen this episode before, and I remember it really well, but for a minute I was like, oh, was, was there something going on between the two of them? That's what I thought. I yeah. was like, were they sleeping together? What's yeah. going on? Is it like a Romeo and Juliet type thing? Bigger question, why is he on a horse? Because <laughs> it's badass. It's funny, at the beginning of the scene during the day, I, I thought Mulder and Sculler were going to like play drive-in and watch the whole cremation from their car. <laughs> With popcorn and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Intermission time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Who else um, thought? How, who else thought his line was weird? Where he said, "I wish your brother could be here." All I thought was, "What yeah. at his own funeral? <laughs> <laughs> he is here. His yeah. spirit hasn't been released yet." That's oh, him yeah. on the barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like, it, okay, you feel bad about this because you know your father murdered this guy. If you're gonna make an appearance at the funeral, I don't know, maybe a little more subtle than riding in on a horse. <laughs> I just can't abide Also, that. you can't really arrive at a scene and pretend to be all humble and apologetic when you've made yourself physically higher than everyone else there. <laughs> hey, down there. <laughs> Very sorry. <laughs> um, and did anybody notice the uh, how Mulder was, like, ogling Gwen at the end of that scene? Yes. Just kind of, like, staring after her. Um... So we cut over to uh, Sam Elliott, who's having his evening cigar and apple juice, and um, and then he comes down with the creeps, and uh, then just a werewolf the ju- comes out and throws him around. The creeping willies. <laughs> <laughs> so the next morning at the crime scene, Scully wonders if it's uh, retaliation, and uh, the sheriff says Gwen and Lyle are both missing. And we see up the hill, Mulder's, Mulder finds some fur and some skin. Not much, mind you. Just a handful. <laughs> yeah. Scully peeks around and finds a mountain lion in a cage that scares the shit out of her. Why? Like, yeah. randomness, I guess. <laughs> the only reason is so that she can have something to think it is later. <laughs> That's the only reason. And also, didn't they just use, like, the same, like, three seconds of mountain lion footage? <laughs> they, used, um, they used the stock sound of the mountain lion because it didn't even roar that much, but you heard it go, Row! Like yeah. <laughs> and they always cut, they cut to Scully and they cut to the mountain lion. It's, they're never in the same scene. <laughs> And we find a naked Lyle sleeping on the lawn there. And And Scully's going to take him to the hospital, because Scully always takes people to the hospital. (laughs) Like last week, when she was going to take Vance to the hospital, (laughs) there's no time to call an ambulance. Well, Scully, it takes you ten minutes to get out of a seatbelt. Maybe, (laughs) maybe, maybe all these people would turn out better if you just left them the fuck alone. He's suffering from exposure because he's naked. (laughs) Uh, meanwhile, uh, Mulder and Charlie are looking at the claw they pulled from uh, Sam Elliott's body, and uh, Mulder just tries again to get under that shield that Charlie keeps up, and uh, to, to protect him from Mulder's doe eyes. Aww. And uh, let's see. Well, Mulder wonders what Charlie's hiding, and Charlie says he thought it was over. And you can come with me, and I'll tell you who. I'll show you somebody who can explain it. Um, we're at the Why Grove Medical. Does ish, and I'm skipping ahead a bit. Why does he have the same photocopy of a woman's face on his wall about thirty times? Is he a stalker? Was that a woman? I didn't notice. I thought it was a woman. Yeah, he had like the same picture, and it was like thirty times on the wall. It looked like photocopy, and I was like, what? what? Was it Laura Palmer? No. <laughs> hmm. I thought it, it was. was a- no, it's it's a famous Native American photo. I cannot remember who it is though. Oh. But it was weird. But yeah, it is just it like plastered. Like Thirty times, I was like. Whoa. Yeah, is that a wounded knee thing? Maybe. Could be. I, yeah, hmm. maybe. Um. So with the Grove Medical Center, nurse takes a blood sample. Lyle says he got drunk after the funeral. He watches caged animals to keep him calm and think of his mom. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I must have got real wasted if I just took off all my clothes. <laughs> What? <laughs> like, uh, there's so many questions about his family right now. <laughs> Before my mother died, she really liked having caged animals. What? 
Why? First of all, that cage is way too small for the thing, for those yeah. to be in there yeah. for an extended period of time. So that's just cruelty to begin with. Um, yeah, in his mind, why why would he have gotten naked? Was he trying to get, <laughs> get with that mountain lion? <laughs> Maybe he that would the freak me out. Was the reincarnation of his mom? <laughs> that's why. That's why he got naked. Yeah. <laughs> he remembers seeing his father on the front porch, but doesn't remember anything else. And Scully tells him that his dad is dead. Okay, look, I'm sorry, but if you you get attacked by a wolf thing, that when it's shot, it turns into a human, and then you've got these claw marks, okay, and then you wake up in the middle of, you know, in the morning, and you can't remember anything, and you're naked, I I don't, even if I didn't believe in them, I'd be like, yeah, I'm a werewolf, yeah. I mean, or at least like, you've had a psychotic break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you wouldn't just be like, oh, huh, yeah. yeah. You could have that real life thing called lycanthropy where you just think you're a werewolf <laughs> and you black <laughs> it or something. Yeah, and and he says something about how like you know he's around he's around death a lot or something because he's like a rancher or whatever or a hunter. They can deal with that, but if he caused it, he wouldn't be able to pretty much forgive himself. So he's, yeah, it was he's, really weird. Can he just, Okay, let's think about that sentence alone. All right, we've already heard about how his mother loved caged animals, <laughs> and it makes him feel close to, to her and nature and whatever to go out and hang around drunk animal, hang around animals drunk <laughs> when they're caged. And I don't even understand. And now we're talking about I'm okay with things dying. I don't have any problems with death. But if it's my fault or my father, what is what? What happened in your childhood? What did your parents do to you? You have so many issues. Not to mention the fact that there's this whole problem going on with your father and the Native Americans' land. Like, what's happening? Also, I got a feeling. Terrible parents. Worst parents. He says that he doesn't, like, you know, he can't cause death. But if he's like a rancher, then surely they do hunting and... So, I'm sure he's... Oh, he's fine death. with death. But yeah, but he says, but if he's caused death, then it upsets him. I'm sure he must have killed something in his time. I mean, come on. I think it's just his, his parents. Yeah. His <laughs> yeah, he had killed his mom. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's found out taxidermied in the house. <laughs> I found out mom was cheating on dad with a caged wildebeest. <laughs> so I had to put her down. <laughs> I found out that my dad, dad isn't dad really my dad. My dad was <laughs> a wildebeest out of the back. <laughs> oh no. Um, so we're at Ish's cabin and Ish is uh glad that um running fox or sneaky fox is more open to Indian beliefs. <laughs> and well, I knew I knew Tammy would be rolling her eyes. Well, and I was like, is he ten minute fox? So can we go? <laughs> yeah, I literally thought he said stinky fox. <laughs> Guys, can I point out something really upsetting? Mm-hmm. Um that wasn't an improvised line. Some white dude wrote that you even have an Indian name. Because his name's, cause his name's an animal. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's bad. That's take a look bad. at Michael Horse's, speaking of animals, take a look at Michael Horse's uh, IMDP pages. He's got many roles where it's just like regular name and then like eagle or fox or, yeah. Yeah, of course. Falcon. Bad racism. <laughs> um, Ish Good talks about. Uh, sorry, what were you saying? Yeah. Nope. Oh. I, was just, uh, I was just throwing out things that weren't animals. <laughs> <laughs> Ish talks about what he remembers from uh, 1946, 
And uh, Watkins is Watkins was attacked by a Manitou, and it's an evil spirit that changes man into beast. It doesn't come out by full moon; it just at night if he's he's full of bloodlust. At which point, I wrote down a bunch of notes here. <laughs> After Fox suggested doing an episode that featured more conventional monsters than the X-Files had previously used, uh, Morgan and Wong, they wanted to uh, create a story that explored Native American mythology, proposed the um, concept of the Manitou. They conceptualized the Manitou as being similar to a werewolf in order to attract fans of that genre. But they wanted to uh, make it feel more distinctive by taking um, an unusual approach to that concept and never mentioning the word werewolf. Uh, Morgan later said, a horror show should be able to do these legends that have been around since the 1300s. Now, I looked up Manitou. <laughs> Manitou is more like a, like a god or a great spirit to Algonquin Indians. Um, it makes you connected to everything. It's It could be a plant, an animal, mineral. Everything has a Manitou. If you wanted a good hunt, you would you would try to contact the buffalo manitou. Um, I thought also, it was weird that they called it like a, a manitou rather than something like a skinwalker, like Matt was yeah. saying, because that yeah. fits it much more. But maybe they just thought manitou sounded more exotic. Um, they just they they had a werewolf, and they're like, all right, but let's not make it werewolf. Let's make it Native American werewolf. Give me a book of Native American things. Yeah, here's a word. <laughs> Okay, they bought the Jersey Devil. Why not? Let's just do this. If they'll, if they'll, if if they're making fanzines and we made the Jersey Devil, I mean, come on. Um, James oh. Goldman, uh, who wrote the X Files Book of the Unexplained, uh, says that for many Native Americans, calling a crazed man-eating beast a Manitou is like ca- calling Charlie Manson a god. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh. You would think that, like, maybe someone on the, you know, one of the actors would go, um, you do know that, like, this is not right, yeah. huh? Chris Carter doesn't give a shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shut up and say my Native line. Americans aren't going to watch this show. <laughs> <laughs> They're too busy hanging around in the one saloon. <laughs> Drinking all the booze. All the fire water. <laughs> Um, so Ish recounts that when he was 16, he saw Watkins transforming, who and his eyes begged him to kill him. But he <laughs> <All didn't. right. laughs> So he says, if the Manitou could be passed through bloodline, um, so if Joseph had it, so could Gwen. And we go to this wild scene where outside Gwen's like sneaking off and trying to steal Ish's truck, mm. and because of get away. <laughs> And here's the thing. Here's where the directing of this episode is shitty as hell. Because at this point, you realize, oh, we're supposed to be confused as to which one is is the werewolf. But oh, that didn't work all. at all. Yeah, yeah, no, no, never. Um, shitty directing. <laughs> and Gwen gets in the writing. Yeah, Gwen. Gwen says that she went to the Parker Ranch after the funeral, trying to you know apologize or whatever, and saw the creature killing um, Sam Elliott. Uh. So, yeah, Mulder is like, holy shit, you know, Lyle, Lyle is with Scully right now, so he tries calling the medical center and, and, uh, and uh, talks to a doctor who's going to be back three more times. Wouldn't they, uh, sorry, wouldn't they suspect that if it can be passed through the bloodline, okay, mm-hmm. then that means it would have had to have come from their parents, yeah? Right. So Gwen, and so that means that they would have been werewolves for a long time and covering it up, yeah? Yeah. I so think, could it I not think be... 
could it well could it not be the fact that she's lying and saying oh yeah I saw the whole thing happen because she must know that she is a werewolf hmm. because of you know she would have been one for that long so I think that would have been cool that she was just lying but they just <laughs> believe her you know and go oh okay it's yeah, yeah. true it's I I think I I think what we're supposed to believe about how this works is that we got the spirit of the Manitou, whatever the fuck that is, roaming around, and eventually, like, it catches somebody in the woods. First of all, shouldn't be out in the woods. There's no need. Just be indoors. Um, it's safe there. Uh, <laughs> don't need to be in nature. Fuck nature. Um, eventually, it finds somebody and attacks them, and then they get possessed with a spirit, so they turn into a werewolf. And then when they die, it will either go on in their bloodline or it goes back out to being a spirit, whatever the hell that is, wandering the wilderness, waiting for someone else that's dumb enough to be hanging around in nature. Which takes about eight years. Yeah, I was going to say, it happens every eight years. So are there that's the best only, I can do. Are there only a limited amount of, a, a finite amount of Manitou? Or, I think there's just so, one. And they just get recycled and just run around. Or, but then they say when you get scratched by a Manitou, or bit, yeah. then you become a Manitou. So is it that you become that Manitou instead of the person who was the Manitou? So mm-hmm. there can be only one, like the Highlander, or Ooh. they it creates a new Manitou, so you could have two Manitous at once. Oh my god, my head hurts. Do you realize that we have spent more time trying know, to figure this yeah. out than the writers <laughs> ever considered possible? <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's just like... You know, they're like, well, we don't want to do werewolf, but so let's do this Manitou thing. Well, let's not do a Manitou. Let's just, like, call it Manitou, like we did with the Jersey Devil, which paid off really well, right? Because people are still watching. And, um, and, but then they're like, all right, but, you know, it's a full moon, right? I mean, full moon, we have to have a full moon shot. Yeah, those rules apply. Full moon. That'll definitely, it's going to make a werewolf. I feel right, like well, if we could if we could sneak back in time and go into the writing room, assuming there was a room, um, <laughs> you would see a whiteboard and like it, like werewolf would be written, and then that would be erased, but crossed through, and someone just wrote Manito, <laughs> and then there would be like three lines, and then it would be like good enough. Um. So yeah, the doctor says that they found um. In the blood test, traces of the father's blood, which means it, that he ingested the father's blood. Is this Dr. This is High? Because he is surprisingly calm about this. He's just like, oh yeah, like there was like the father's DNA in the system. It could only have got there through ingestion. Okay, bye. What? No, 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 no. This is my favorite scene. Okay. <laughs> this is the greatest. This scene, like, I mean, hawk, yes, Dutch, yes, awesome. Werewolf, cool. But this scene, because the conversation is, Mulder calls to ask for Scully. Doctor's like, oh yeah, they just left. They just left. Oh, P.S., by the way, I should let you know, uh, we found um, traces of his father's blood in his system, which uh, means he's a cannibal murderer. P.S., I don't think you can find traces of someone else's blood in somebody's blood. I, I read I went back over to the script and it, he didn't I mean he said he did a blood test but he, I don't think he's he didn't exactly say he found the blood in the blood or, or you did know he his stomach did they check his stool but I don't know I'm pretty sure you just digest it it's blood where, where did they find this <laughs> I don't know maybe they it's like a, you know like an owl pellet 
and when an owl does a pellet and it has lots of bits of the, ma- the mouse and they got one of his stools and it had um, it had his, his cash in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why didn't he tell Scully since they just lied? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I should tell you, you sure you want to leave alone with him? <laughs> and why does he like say it almost as an afterthought to Mulder? Shouldn't well, he by like, the way, holy Mal- shit. Oh. By the way, Mulder, uh, I should tell you the guy left a big old Manitou pellet on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Manapoo. <laughs> oh, Dan Junior Pun. <laughs> uh, actor Paul McLean will be back three more times. <laughs> so maybe we'll expect more scenes like that. Um, so night approaches, we see the full moon, which doesn't matter if there's a full moon or not. <laughs> but hey, just set the scene. <laughs> and uh, Scully's driving back to the ranch with Lyle, and uh, of course the power's out. <laughs> And Lyle opened his eyes creepily in the car. So does that mean that he knows that he's a Manitou? Because then it does seems like he doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe he doesn't know he's a Manitou, but maybe the Manitou knows he's a Lyle. Ooh. <laughs> maybe the bloodlust is building. And that's the Sometimes. eyes you get if you get bloodlust. Sometimes. Scully, so. Get that bloodlust going, y'all. Oh, my God. <laughs> Got that bloodlust cranking through my sis. <laughs> uh, Charlie and Mulder are racing back to the ranch, and now Mulder is trying to sell Scully's cell phone, and of course the damn mountains. <laughs> you know. Uh, um, Lyle tries to put it, um, pull it together in the bathroom, but uh, Scully's constant nagging angers him. <laughs> are you okay in there? Can I come in? Shut up, woman. No. Leave the bathroom. Those uh, sounds make me want to run from the bathroom, not go and try and help Yeah, Yeah, she's outside picking the locks. Yeah. Yeah. And inside it's like... It feels like she needs private time in the bathroom. Why are you trying to get in? Well, also, his dad died that day. He might just want to go in there and have a little cry. <laughs> Regardless, I know even, not, even, like, accepting that, even accepting that she's a doctor and she thinks there might be a medical problem, just let him die. <laughs> like I would rather be, I would rather die of a terrible medical problem than have someone annoy me <laughs> at a fucking bathroom door. Can't do it. Cannot. So all of a sudden, Lyle's wolf hand bursts through the door. But by the way, what did you guys oh, think of the transformation I there? I would say, I thought, seeing as it's not a very big budget, I thought they actually did quite a decent transformation. Yeah. I thought so, too. They lose, like, really um, the it. bladders under the skin to make the skin bubble. And, yeah, it was cool. Again, it's not something you'd... I mean, he seemed to, like, fall all over the place and mess up the bathroom and stuff. And it's not like he's, you know, changing from one footstep to another <laughs> into a wolf. Yeah. But I guess the, whole, I guess like, the other guy was more practiced. He was a maybe. pro. When he was when like, he was doing like the whole like and he was just like stretching, but like the sound of like the back like breaking mm. and things. Yeah, that was that, ugh, ugh, Love creepy, it. gross. Apparently, they used fourteen different animal noises to make the wolf growl. I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, uh, since Jurassic Park, do we always have to number how many animal sounds <laughs> we use? Hey, the you sound do. guys want some credit now and again. To do this, we had to mix 14 different animals. Okay, cool. Maybe just one. <laughs> like, <laughs> do we care if there's 14 animals mixed together? Does that... Give me one wolf. I'll be special fine. Special features nerds love that shit. And I'm yes. a special features nerd. <laughs> Mulder and Scully arrived at a dark house, 
and uh, there's nobody nobody responding to Mulder's calls, and he discovers scratches on the walls. And outside, Charlie almost shoots the mountain lion in the cage. <laughs> and um, inside, the creature runs by, and in a panic, Mulder shoots a dead bear's face off. Hilarious. <laughs> Mulder, um, aren't you supposed to be trained <laughs> to not shoot wildly in the dark? Yeah, then Scully scares the crap out of him. He doesn't <laughs> take any casualties after that. Well, she's not wearing her goth thing, so... <laughs> if, she, if she was, she'd be dead. <laughs> she's wearing her ironic bear hoodie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been terrible. So they're looking through the house for the Lyle <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Um, he jumps out at them, and Charlie blows them away! Yes! Yes! Uh. The whole done. time they were separated, I was like, please don't kill Hawk. Please don't kill Hawk. And then he blows him away. I'm like, yes, vindicated. <laughs> always. Always the best. It's like, it's in his contract. I have to be the best. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of the scene, Scully still thinks it might have been a mountain lion. How did she <laughs> rationalize this? How did yeah. she rationalize this? Did, does she think he just walked into the room and shot a sick naked man? And she's okay with letting him go and then leave, like leaving the state? In Scully's mind... Uh, Lyle went to the bathroom sick. <laughs> the mountain lion escaped its cage, climbed in the bathroom window, <laughs> broke out, chased them around. They got separated somehow. Um, Scully ran upstairs. The mountain lion came out. Hawk shot it. Um, the mountain uh, lion went outside and it, locked itself back <laughs> in the cage. It went back outside, unhurt. Somehow, the, um, in shooting the mountain lion, he actually shot Lyle. The mountain lion climbed back into the cage, locked the door. <laughs> Which, by the way, she's not she's not horrified at all that Charlie just killed Lyle. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. She really thinks there was another creature in the house, like a mountain lion, and he we killed missed. Lyle. <laughs> he missed mountain lion. He was climbing out the window to go back to his cave. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. The next day, Mulder and Scully are walking back to their car, um, about to leave town. Gwen uh, apparently gave all her possessions away and left town, so she's going to die or something. I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say. Whoa. Maybe she's a manatee. Yeah, that's what I thought. Plenty up for shapes too. So they uh, they shake hands, say goodbye to Charlie. Bye, Charlie. And then what happens, Claire? We get like stock footage from Twin Peaks. <laughs> Is that what you were asking about? We get like that shot of the trees. No, no oh. as Claire said twice already in this podcast. Oh, what they said? <laughs> Ish oh. said be in about eight years. Um, but Mulder says... And then we get a, a, uh, a, like a shot no, from Twin Peaks. No, no, we're not done. Oh. Because <laughs> Ish yeah. says, I'll see you in about eight years. Mulder's like, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of dickish, considering the whole time we keep hearing this stuff about the FBI is never here unless they want something. <laughs> They're never here to help us. <laughs> totally. Uh, uh, side note, I'll have you guys know, the original script had a scene where a cow... Uh, blocks the agent's car and, as they're trying to drive through, and uh, what? Who's cow? Just a cow. No. Oh, I think it's a cow, like a character. No. And apparently, Scully jumps out of the car, tries to shoo him out of the road by waving her arms and yelling, "Baseball glove, leather purse." Oh god! Oh, god. <laughs> they cut. <that. laughs> 
Please tell me that's made up. No, that's absolutely true. Oh my god! <laughs> From the mind of Marilyn Osborne, not brought back for any. It's of really them. hard to tell whether the the writing for this or the, the directing is worse. <laughs> I think um, some of the scary scenes. I think the directing was pretty well done. I mean, especially the transformation scene. Um, but I think the writing. <laughs> you want to do writer versus director? <laughs> Well, I just mean, well, I mean, as far as the effects scene, though, I mean, yeah, the effects were good, but that's probably just more on the effects team than the, yeah, than the uh, weekly director, because those were just kind of locked off shots. Yeah. So I don't know if you can give the director credit for that. <laughs> well, I mean, the full moon shot there, that was pretty good. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> it is a hard battle. <laughs> Monster Runway. Our monster of the week, of course, is uh Oh, the- I have something sorry, I've just looked at my notes. When Lyle is turning into the werewolf and he gets black shark eyes. So all this time you've been skipping ahead and now you're gonna skip back. I got yeah. it. Go ahead. I'm like a time traveller. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so when he turns to werewolf and he gets black shark eyes, why does he get black shark eyes when the werewolf's eyes are red? Which they repeatedly say. Also in Ish's story he says that while <laughs> He was changing into a man into a werewolf thing. His eyes were begging him to kill him. So there's, there's he's saying that they had he still had human eyes for a moment, but where the eyes were the first thing that changed. It's very unlocked. inconsistent. <laughs> also, it's not a werewolf, but yet <laughs> it is. Everything about it is like a werewolf. Yeah. yeah. Monster Runway. Werewolf. How scary was that werewolf? Huh? When it was changing, it was pretty scary. Yeah, and the animatronic werewolf in the close-ups of, like, the face was actually pretty good. Like, a werewolf is a hard thing to do because they usually look really goofy. It was better than a Buffy werewolf. It did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's probably because you don't get a good look at it. No, a lot of it's like, I mean, when he's killing Sam Elliott, you see, like, the shadow pretty much as it's ripping apart. I mean, I don't want to get attacked by a werewolf, so there's that. Why not? It's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, tell me. (laughs) <laughs> she sheds her skin and she just becomes herself <laughs> um, how creative was the werewolf Manitou the pretty, man mind, wolf. Pre- pretty mindless I think Yeah, I don't think it was yeah. thinking much of anything it wasn't creative because it was supposed to be a Manitou and it was just a werewolf <laughs> um, and sexy <laughs> well he when he wasn't a werewolf had the biggest hair I've ever seen in my life like he was wearing a, a helmet made out of hair on his head. And you like that, right? No. Uh. <laughs> you might have liked him when he started The Young Riders. Mm, ABC's hit show back in 89 and 92. Are you getting Are you getting checks from The exactly. Young Riders? What's happening? Biden's <laughs> um, not very sexy. No. I have seen. I refuse to have sex with a werewolf. <laughs> Hey, Matt, have you ever, like, kind of just, like, sat and watched a caged animal naked for a while? (laughs) I'm doing that right now. Um, All right, so Mulder versus Scully. It's got to be Mulder this week. Mulder. Definitely. That was easy. I feel bad. You know what? Because up until that point, Mulder and Scully were actually completely equal. They had equal votes. I counted them this week. But now Mulder's tipped it again. Somebody's got to go ahead. Yeah. But, yeah, Scully was just dumb. So. Look at all this evidence. But yeah, it must have been Mount Ryan. <laughs> Calcium deposits. Calcium deposits. <laughs> the worst. Oh. 
All right, so uh, why don't we get into field reports, feedback Woo. from agents in the field. And I just got a voicemail in, in from Moira, and she says, listen to this one first, so I guess oh. we will. All right. <laughs> oh, she's got some clout. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not the boss of me. <laughs> Otherwise, she'll get murderous again. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Intro to X, it's Moira calling. Last week, you guys asked about... Uh, effects of hydrogen cyanide because we were trying to decide if X-Files had represented a fairly factual scenario in which the young woman is poisoned with the punch and then doesn't really exhibit symptoms of cyanide poisoning until Hayden Christensen puts his hands on her. Well, it turns out that once again, we're going to bust that myth. Um, if you take hydrogen cyanide as a liquid form, which is what we assumed happened, you need only a small dose to be lethal, about 50 milligrams. And because it is distributed in the body literally in seconds, probably in 10 to 15 seconds, it is gone throughout your entire circulation, um, the effects are fairly rapid, literally in seconds or minutes. Within probably 45 seconds, you'd start to see um, some of the symptoms of poisoning. And that includes shortness of breath, uh, bizarre behavior, mental confusion, and seizures. So. The way cyanide works is that it basically starves you of oxygen through a metabolic pathway. It just shuts down the ability of your mitochondria to use ATP and you end up with no oxygen. And so you become hypoxic and you die. So X-Files, once again, has <laughs> misled us in terms of uh, the rapidity of onset of cyanide poisoning. And fun fact, not really fun, but just in case you're wondering, since most people aren't usually chomping down on cyanide pills or poisoned by their neighbors, uh, most cases of cyanide poisoning that we would see in the emergency room happens after fires because certain substances like plastics and silks, when um, they are undergo combustion, they produce cyanide and you inhale it. So it's uh, a, a slower form of cyanide poisoning, but it is potentially just as lethal. Um, there you go. There's your Moira's Medical Minute. And I feel like I'm one of the guys on Mythbusters because once again, I'm <laughs> proving that X-Files and Chris Carter are full of poo. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Moira. Thanks, Moira. Uh, she's got her job cut out for the season. <laughs> <laughs> um, our next feedback is from Ina. 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 Hello, Intro Talks. This is Ina. Um, I have watched the episode Shades. And uh, I have to say, uh, this was a lot better than last week. And uh, <clears throat> this episode didn't actually suck. Um, it was um, kind of a Native American shapeshifter story, uh, Manitou, um, and uh, we got some nice characters among the Indians there, the old Indian guy who just called Smolder FBI, he was cool, I like him, and um, uh, we got uh, Hawk from Twin Peaks, that was nice, um, yeah, the episode was a little slow, I think, <clears throat> Um, but not bad, uh, just uh, a pretty average episode. Um, I like that we got the mention of the very first X-File um, back in the day. Uh, so 
a little bit of history and uh, context. Um, okay, what should I rate this? Um, it had some had have to give some points for not being a pile of shit. Like the last one. And, um, yeah, okay, one point up for him. And um, uh, okay, I have to take some points off for being dragging a little and uh, having some cheesy stuff. Um, okay, I give it a six and a half out of ten sneaky foxes. <laughs> okay. Um, looking forward to the podcast as always. Bye bye. <laughs> All right, we have uh, an email from Des. Apparently, she just doesn't want us to hear her voice anymore, or something. Aww. I don't know. Des. Des, we miss your voice. Go outside and smoke and call us. Oh, <laughs> or just drive somewhere and just call us. Shall I? I miss you. Shall I read this one? Sure. This is from Desiree. I had to force myself to watch this episode after last week's episode, and I spent the time watching it cleaning up my music library on iTunes, <laughs> so I'm not sure if it was good or not. I think it was about Native American werewolves. Like Twilight. No, it was nothing like Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> you guys let me know if it was good. Hopefully I'll be back into it next episode. I was such a huge fan back in the day, but I've been disappointed in the episodes on this rewatch. I know it gets better. I just didn't think it was going to take this long. Sigh. Hugs and kisses, Dez. Oh, hang in there, Dez. Yeah, keep the faith. Hey, keep the faith. <laughs> We're hanging in there, you have to hang in there. Exactly. You have to turn out. <laughs> What if it turns out that everyone that loves this show and remembers it being really good, it turns out it really is just terrible, <laughs> and no one realized it. Yeah, I know. I, I reassured like, somebody. Terrible, I, quit. I reassured somebody on the group saying, four words, we peeked at space. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, do you want to read this one from Terry? Sure. Squirrel Hell? Yay. <laughs> oh, Terry from Squirrel Hell. Hey, all. It's in caps, exclamation point. Greetings from Squirrel Hell. Greetings. <laughs> Briefing. Sorry. Okay. <clears throat> let, let me try this again. Hey, all briefings from Squirrel Hell. Two exclamation points. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm a fan of this one. <laughs> I wish it was. I wish it was or of a mystery. I wish it was or of a mystery. <laughs> Could have been much better. His punctuation. <laughs> Could it be Michael Horst and his low-key acting chops has given me the warm fuzzies about this one? Could it be the use of the word Manitou? that sent my mind back to the days of my band of the same name? Ellipses? <laughs> space? Question mark? I bet not. I need to hear some Manitou. Yeah. <laughs> Truth is, I'm a sucker for a werewolf tale. Well, too bad, this is a Manitou tale. <laughs> <laughs> the effects are classic TV werewolf transformation. Classic. The use of Indians was nothing more than that to give the episode some semi-spookiness. They could have been in the middle of L.A. and has this same episode. Interesting sentence structure. <laughs> when Scully tells Lyle that his father died, she's so dry about it. Very true. Also, so she was pretty I, much, add, when, your father's dead. When he, when he learned that his father was dead, I honestly thought for a moment that my DVD had, like, paused. Because it just paused <laughs> on his face, and it was the exact same expression for about five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares that Dutch dies. Yep. That's not compute. <laughs> Oh, P.S., your father's dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about the, the wild cat in the cage? Is he all right? 
<laughs> My mother loved that bobcat. <laughs> I'm sure you already talked about Spooky Fox. It sounded like a bad ad-libbed line to me. Nope, that was a white guy writing that. <laughs> None of them would have said that. Trust. What was... What was... What was... What was the worst truck escape ever? What is she running away from, old man? How about a murder charge? I love how Scully was inches away from the bloodthirsty manimal and only fell over. Parentheses, question mark, parentheses. Then she tells Mulder she doesn't know what happened. All that scene needed was a seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carl, I like this. I give this one seven out of ten stomachs full of Jim Parker blood. Lime ain't a crime. <laughs> 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 Moira uh, is now uh, responding about shapes. She says, since Davis aced his test, he's no longer studying and had time for X Files. Woohoo! Nice. So here is Moira again. Hi, Hi Introducts. It's Moira. And Davis. And we just finished watching Shapes. That's true. So um, I want to start by talking about how, how I felt about the episode as a whole, because I think that was really important the fact that it was so. In my opinion, predictable everything that was going to happen. As an example of this, um, I felt that the the whole scene with the bear, the taxidermized bear, getting shot by Mulder, pretty much from the moment that they introduced the uh, the house being full of them, and that it, uh, that we figured out it was a werewolf story, pretty much as soon as that happened, I was sure that one of those like a scene like that would happen. So it just felt kind of predictable, and the, the entire story as a whole as well, um, also. It just sort of felt like I knew it was going to happen, like they were plotting points, maybe, point A to B, so... Yeah, I, I thought it was cute, well, funny, that you uh, envisioned that bear getting shot, because yeah. I didn't think of that, so that made me kind of laugh when you said that. But I agree with you, the bit where we realize, okay, we know there's a werewolf on the loose, and we wonder if it could be running in the bloodline, so is it Gwen or isn't it Gwen? The second they show uh, the son, the yeah, the waking up in the field, you, well, go, in the you, you realize, okay... Clearly, he's a werewolf. Plus, of course, he'd been scratched by the thing. Yeah, I mean, as yeah. if it weren't obvious enough that. I know. I, well, so, okay, we already. Yeah, we already. Knew what was yeah, obvious. so it was. It was a bit predictable. Um, the other thing that bugged me was that by the end of the episode, I thought that Scully, having been in the home when a werewolf transformation took place, might have been a little more obviously willing to buy into this uh, mythology. But by the end, you can't tell that she's buying into it at all. Yeah, because the overarching theme in the show is that she doesn't believe in this stuff, mm-hmm. and then Mulder does. Mm-hmm. And they're not willing to tie up that end, as it were. I guess. It was, like, it's not a plot point that they started in this episode specifically. Oh, I don't believe it. But she never believes it you know like yeah. she you get the sense of that so. yeah that's true so overall it, you know it was okay but i didn't really love it it was probably one of my less favorite episodes however yeah, however moment. well i'll get to that but however my favorite character is absolutely oh, yeah. without a doubt you love him too is the old indian guy uh, sage man who'd seen the the werewolf as a child that guy was awesome i could have had him on screen for way more time yeah, that character was great he was great okay my moira's medical minute all right um when the uh, doctor phoned Mulder and claimed that there was something suspicious about the blood specimen because there were bits of the dad's blood in the son's blood, no way would that happen. I was saying to Davis, if I were to nibble a piece of Davis, then the parts that I eat would be inge- would be sort of broken down by my stomach acids into their uh, component parts, and they would be digested. They would be destroyed. There's no way they would end up in my bloodstream. So that was utter medical nonsense. Yeah, they... Boo. I don't I guess it was to drive the plot forward at that point where 
Yes, yes. I can't remember exactly what happened, but I'm to pretty make sure... It, it's when they realized it was the sun. Yeah, it led yes. them to go home. Yeah, right. you're right. So it, it did serve a plot well, okay, purpose. Because all the but... medical things that they lie about usually serve a purpose. <laughs> but, but they're still like, lies. But it's like... They're dirty lies. They could have just as easily <laughs> said, I'm worried because he got scratched. And then yes. Mulder would be like, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Right? They could have. They could have chosen a different way to do yeah. that. I agree. All right. So overall, I am going to give this episode only a 4 out of 10... Uh, suspiciously easily discoverable pieces of discarded skin in the forest. Yeah, Mulder, he has, like, the greatest knack in the world for, like, I'm going to walk over here. Oh, look, all the evidence. Right from one of the first episodes when he found something by an air duct, remember? Yeah, he's I just like, like... Or, or the... Yeah, oh, that, the fingerprints. Yeah, the remember? fingerprints. With tombs, yeah, they're every like, time. The first thing that happened was they're like, this guy can't have gotten in. Mulder looks up, oh, yeah, he could. Okay, I fingerprints. So that's, Pretty obvious. No, anyway, and how about you? How, what would you rate it? I'm giving it a 6 out of 10. Do you have a uh, rating no. scale? No. Okay, 6 out of 10. And <laughs> in terms of scariness for the Monster of the Week? Uh, I'm giving it a 5 or a 4. Yeah, my only thing was if that thing was coming at me and I, and, I, well, and I didn't have a gun, I I, I, I would actually be kind of it's like, scared. I wasn't that scared of it because the idea being that it's just like it's just a dumb animal kind of thing. Mm. But yeah, I might be more terrifying in a moment. Maybe I'll give it like a 7, All 6 right. or 7. Okay. okay. All, All right. right. I All gave right. it a lot of numbers. <laughs> All Pick right. one of them. We will uh, wait to see what you guys think. We had fun, and we will watch the next one. Will we? I hope. Like when? Like last week. Oh, I think. Okay, sorry. No, not right now. <laughs> no, not right now. Bye. Goodbye. Thanks, Moira. Oh my God. Thanks. Davis. <laughs> now we know that Moira's called in, in twice in this episode, but I think I need to reveal she also tried to call in a third time. <laughs> what? Oh, we were right. trying to recall. We were recording earlier. She she tried to call me on Skype, and I was like, I'm recording. No, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I dialed the wrong number. I don't believe it. I think we can have to change our name to, to Moira Cast. <laughs> <laughs> she wants in on this. She's gunning for, for Robin and Matt. Yep. <laughs> Ooh, I like this. I like this competition. You know, this, this, uh, I think I might have to recant my earlier defense of this, uh, because now I have the lines in front of me. And the doctor says, Agent Mulder, there's something I feel you should know. I received a blood test performed on Lyle Parker, and there's something rather unsettling. What's that? Traces of his father's blood type. It can only be there by ingestion. So, so, uh. <laughs> when, he, when he was talking to Mulder and he started to go, there's something rather unsettling, I thought he was going to say, we found canine DNA. Yeah. <laughs> but then I guess with that, that's a lot more ambiguous because then if it's, you know, they found his father in him, then they could just say, oh, well, he was crazy and had lycanthropy. We found a whole wolf man under his skin. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Muller, there's something um, I feel I should tell you. I just let your partner leave with a murderer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> daisies. Um, Michael David uh, writes. Uh, can we discuss boobs? Because this episode bored the shit out of me. Oh. And then he attaches a voicemail. <laughs> can we discuss boobs? <laughs> Always. Hello, Intradex. My feedback for shapes. Um, I am not a fan of stereotypical Native American stories. And this bored the living hell out of me. I know the younger guy doesn't believe in the stuff and the elders are trying to protect everything and nobody trusts anybody and blah blah blah. Yes, we all know. We've all seen every movie or television show ever made by, about Native Americans ever where they boil them down to a complete stereotype and they're not real people. Great, we've all seen that. I've seen it here. I've had enough of it. I'm bored of it. 
I was bored of it when it happened in 1993, <laughs> and I'm bored of it when they still do it now. But, so my feedback for Shapes is, I don't know. It was on, and I kind of paid attention to it. And didn't Mulder find what looked like a costume, like pieces of a costume, like a latex face mask and a claw, a fake piece of fur or something laying on the farm? I don't know. And why are they caging up all these wild animals at their house? Why is there mountain lions and all kinds of shit caged up at the house? Anyway, I don't know. Not a good episode. I, I don't like these types of stories. It was Avatar-esque for me. But, uh... It would have been better, however, if, like... I don't know. Michael Jackson made an appearance. Then we would have had a little child rape angle or something. I don't know. Anything would have spiced it up a bit. Alright, take care, guys. All right, thank you, Michael. Okay. <laughs> He's pro-child rape and against my family. <laughs> I'm offended. Oh, wow. All right, our uh, next email is from John. Tammy, did you want to read that? Sure. Hold on a second. Let me pull it up. Sorry. Nope, that's okay. Okay. Episode 19, uh, a.k.a. An American Werewolf in Canada. <laughs> One, God damn it! if this turns into a Twilight episode, I'm out. <laughs> Two, hey, it's Doc Cottle, BSG. Uh, three, Lyle Parker says to Scully, don't you ever get the creeps? Yes, when a member of the Kindred shakes my hand, whenever I have to do an episode with Doug Hutchinson, and especially whenever Mulder touches a picture of a child. <laughs> <laughs> Four, it's midday and half of the reservation is in the bar. Good thing mm-hmm. there are no stereotyping in this episode. <laughs> Five, Joseph Goodensnake's funeral was certainly filled with a lot of ceremony, but it wasn't nearly as cool as the funeral that Dr. David Hasselhoff gave to the unfrozen Viking. <laughs> so true! <laughs> Six, the next time I have to attend a funeral, I'm arriving by horseback. <laughs> Seven, this episode did nothing but prove to me that Chris Carter got his writing start at Hanna-Barbera. Hashtag zoinks. In this season, is this season over yet? I give this episode three out of ten velociraptor toenails. I did look like the velociraptor thing. But we determined we have six episodes left, so. Uh, Alright, so we have one last bit of feedback from Matt. Maybe. Uh, here we go. That was a lie. Here we go now. Her now. Hey guys, it's Matt Mel. Hi. Are you in two places at once, Matt? I seem to be. I'm here in the past, but I'm also there in the future. Hey, future Matt, what's the future like? Terrifying. Wow, I'll look forward to that. <laughs> uh, I've got my notes here, but I'm not going to read any of them because I'm going to save them for the show, and I don't want to give my opinion one way or the other. I'm going to try to remain neutral in the past so as to not step on future Matt's notes. Thanks, past Matt. You're awesome. I know. <laughs> so, Mel, what do we think of this episode? It's not we, it's me. Yeah, what, what did you think of this episode? Did you like it? It was alright. <laughs> I don't know, I don't really remember it. I kind of fell asleep. Oh, gasp. You didn't tell me you fell asleep. Well, I didn't fall asleep, but I was half asleep. I don't know, man. I don't really want to talk about it. Okay, see you later, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's start one more. I enjoyed seeing uh, Deputy Hawk back at it, and I see that he got a promotion. He's still as good as he used to be. He's giving thorough reports and he's just getting things done. 
Is it uh, mind crime there, Queensryche? <laughs> no. Okay, so uh, thanks for all the feedback, everybody, and uh, especially uh, uh, past Matt. That was amazing. Yeah. He's a cool guy. He is pretty cool. I mean, I'm glad he allowed some space for you to talk. <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> that and uh, Mel... Um, being wrong, being completely wrong, <laughs> <laughs> but not, not exactly, not acknowledging it at all, that you could be right at all. That was good. <laughs> but adamantly wrong, and that's what I respect. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, time for some X ratings. Um, who wants to go first this week? How about our guest, Matt? Sure, guest. Uh, I will. I really like this episode, guys. <laughs> Everyone's been beating it up, but I really liked it. I'm going to give it eight out of ten floppy sheets of human question mark. Skin? Another question mark. Um, <laughs> I really like Hawks in it, so that that's a win. The atmosphere. I like. I like how much of this episode took place outside. Like, there's barely any interior shots. Did anyone else 
like that aspect of it. I did. Yeah, I got tired of seeing office buildings and stuff in this. In the, it was good to see a classic monster, even though they, you know, completely raped the Native American uh, heritage there. But whatever. <laughs> so I liked it. Eight out of ten. Now, Brad, you're not a fan of the outside. Will it affect your rating? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, of course it would, but luckily. <laughs> Luckily, I you know yeah we 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 tore this episode up a lot and there's a lot of problems with it but I, and maybe it's just because the last one was so horrifically awful <laughs> but this was very entertaining um, also we had Hawk being a sheriff that's golden <laughs> uh, we had Dutch from Soap who was like one of the best ever uh, we even though a lot of the Native American stuff just was a little too written by white people. At least there was, like, a, a hint of accepting the fact the FBI and the government had screwed over the Native American peoples a lot. So they were kind of trying. So I give them credit for that. And so I'll go... I'll go seven out of ten... Uh, unnecessarily convoluted bobcat schemes. <laughs> Tammy? Um... I liked this episode as well. I mean, I gave it, like, a baseline of five, because it's an episode I could watch again, no big deal. And then it got two extra points just for Hawk, and <laughs> an extra point because it was a werewolf story. So uh, I gave it eight out of ten. Scully can get bitten by a werewolf, watch him change in front of her, and still not believe it. <laughs> uh, it's true. <laughs> Um, Claire? Uh, I really liked this episode as well. <laughs> I re- remembered it a lot from watching the series. Mainly, it's I think, because it's a werewolf episode and because of Hawk, and he's just the best. Um, yeah, and I, I agree with Matt saying it was cool to see one that was filmed a lot outside. Um, and, yeah, so I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it seven and a half out of ten cruelly caged kitties. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like the episode, too. For the most part, it's always good to see um, the Montana wilderness. I mean, Vancouver. <laughs> that was nice. Um, and uh, I just, yeah, I just kind of wish they would just say, listen, it's a freaking werewolf. <laughs> not, I don't know, not try to complicate things too much. Maybe that would have benefited. Um, maybe have a little uh, love story between Gwen and Joseph. I don't know. Or yeah, Gwen and Joseph. Whoa, Gwen and Lyle. Go, Robin. Come on. I'm sorry. This isn't Belvedere. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. So I gave it uh, seven out of ten. Swiper foxes, no swiping. (laughs) And (laughs) been watching a lot of Dora. So uh, that total for this episode is seven point five, which is equal to EBA. So. You got, uh, when I was a kid, before I ever looked at a map of the United States, I had always assumed that Montana was a southern state, just because <laughs> of all the ranches and the cowboys and stuff. What province do you live in? <laughs> New Brunswick. I don't know. Way on the other side of it all. Huh? I have no idea where that is. <laughs> you don't even know where it is. <laughs> I, I don't even know, know where it is. I'm not even anywhere near it. <laughs> <laughs> it's on oh. the complete opposite side of Montana and Washington and Vancouver and all that. My okay. phone's going again. Sorry, guys. Hang on. You're so popular, Claire. Whatever. It's not my phone, it's my mom and dad's. 
house thing in, so no one's ringing me. No one's wrong my mobile. Rip it out of the wall, then, if it's not yours. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll never on. believe what your daughter's up to. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, Claire, when you're also with that, let's talk about the contest. Let's talk about the contest, guys. Oh, it's so exciting. Um, <laughs> so we're doing a contest. <laughs> <laughs> So many entries so far. Yeah, I can't believe how many. I've, like, literally had to, um, you know, get a pallet truck to move the many, many sacks of entries that we've had. It's amazing. <laughs> but the, but the truth well. of the matter is that they've all sucked. So don't worry, guys. <laughs> yeah, so none still of them have <laughs> So we have come up with many wacky theories um, on this podcast relating to the X-Files as to what might be going on. Pennywise the clown, Pennywise the clown. <laughs> um, and we would like um, you guys to write about one of these theories. It doesn't have to be very long. It has to be a masterpiece, but it doesn't have to be very long. <laughs> um, we want you to write a little, a little story about it. And then what we will do is we will judge which one is the best, and we will have it read by a, um, at, on the podcast by a celebrity of your choice. As long as that celebrity is Werner Herzog, Bane, or Morgan Freeman. And, um, and then I will do a little drawing of your your story that you can keep and treasure forever as your own little intro to X Memento. Um, so yeah, that's what we're doing. And we're doing the contest until the end of March. And please enter and, and make us happy. Mail at intro to X.com. Bam. Bam. That was that was tight. I should have just not said anything last week. You should have <laughs> let you talk. That was no, good. No. Oh, yeah, it's because I've been rehearsing for like days. <laughs> <laughs> hey, podcasters, if you have a contest you want Claire to talk about, let her know. Oh, Mail at intro to x.com. Yeah. Oh, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next time, we're going to have Bob here. Bob, Bob the Grand. Caretaker Bob. Caretaker Bob. <laughs> Killer Bob. Not Killer Bob. Not show Bob. Although I did write Bob in capital letters. <laughs> notes. <laughs> Couldn't help it. But he's going to be here to talk about the episode Darkness Falls. So, um, what do you guys think? I, oh, oh, oh. I think it's the fall. I think it's the fall that happens after the rise of the band Darkness. The darkness. <laughs> <laughs> it's their fall, fall from glory into drug abuse and sex addiction. <laughs> well, I figured this week we had a werewolf story, so next week is the vampire story, right? Makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys, um, don't be ridiculous. Obviously, Darkness Falls <laughs> is about the evil tooth fairy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like the movie. <laughs> oh. oh, man. I forgot about the movie. Who was in it? Wasn't there someone in it from... Emma Caulfield. Yes! Oh, yes. That's right. Yeah, uh, Claire, I'd like to add to your theory that maybe their song should have been called I Want to Believe in a Thing Called Love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nicely done, Robin. Nicely done. <laughs> Thanks. I win, Matt. So uh, where can we find you ah. other places? Damn it. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> do you like the format of Intro to X? Do you like the setting of this episode, the location, the mood? Do you want to see David Duchovny in a dress, in a dress as a cross-dressing uh, DEA agent named Denise? Do you want to see more of Michael Horse being the only competent lawman in the town? Do you want to? Do you like uh, Brad's reactionary sass? He's a co-host. <laughs> do you like everyone on this podcast right now? They've all been guest hosts. 
so if if you like all that, get on over to the Twin Peaks podcast. And uh, the show has been on Netflix and Hulu for a while now, so there's no excuse. Everyone's been talking about it since 1990. Who killed Laura Palmer, guys? Who killed her? True. Yep. Awesome. Good matter, too. <laughs> <laughs> you spoiled it. Anything else, guys, before we leave? Uh, I have one more thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need Brad, Claire, and Tammy to listen very closely to the next <laughs> word I say. The word is pickle. Ah, oh. <laughs> Are you under my thrall? Matt, I was under your thrall before. Oh, I wasn't really into your thrall, but I'm always down for deposing anybody. <laughs> Pick them, Brad. <laughs> I guess it didn't work. I'll work harder on my, my hypnotherapy. Uh, okay. <laughs> Just saying, watch out. Watch out. Alright. I will watch my back. I think all of you need to watch your back. I, I don't think it's just me he's up for replacing. I think it's anybody at this point. Crap. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, until next time, go home, FBI. Bye. 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 All of our episodes can be found on iTunes or Downcast. If you're listening, let us know at twitter.com slash intro to do at. Join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash intro talks. Keep it spoiler free. If you do want to talk about spoilers, we have a group for that. That's at facebook.com slash groups slash super secret spoiler. Email us with feedback at mail at introtalks.com. Make sure the episode title is in the subject line. If you want to email me with anything spoilery, email me at supersecretspoiler at introtox.com. All of our podcasts and contact information can be found on our basement office on the internet, introtox.com. And you can tweet me at twitter.com slash lrobiniero. Also check out RedemptionCast, an intro cast I co-host about the TV series Angel. You can find that at redemptioncast.blogspot.com. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash myafire. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash tammyyip. You can also find me on i'llwatchthatmovie.com where I am a newbie going through movies from the 80s, 90s, and then we'll see what happens from there. And on a belly dance podcast called Yip Podcast. You guys can catch me on the Ramjack Podcast and also on the Twin Peaks Podcast. Dark in the city and the night is a wire Steaming in the subway and the earth is a fire Oh yeah Woman, you want me, so give me a sign I'll catch my breath, I'm even closer Please hide Oh yeah, alright Well, in touch with the ground I'm on a hunt, I'm after you I smell like a sound, I'm lost in the crowd And I'm hungry like the wolf Scorned and right, I'm an alright, I'm after you. My mouth is alive with juices like wine, and I'm hungry like the wolf. Stuck in the forest and it's too close to hide. I'll be upon you on the moon. Right, yeah. drumming on your skin, it's so tight. I feel my heat in just a moment. In touch with the ground, I'm on a hunt, I'm after you I smell like a sound, I'm lost in the crowd And I'm hungry like the wolf I'm trying to the line, it's scored and I'm right
hungry. Hungry like you. I'm hungry. Can't you believe how hungry I am? Hungry like the Give it to me, give it to me in my mouth.